welcome to Titan Talks, episode three. I'm really pleased. I'm excited, actually, which this is my excited voice. Um, really excited. We've got our first ever guest, non-Titan, Jason Inwood, previous MD and owner of Woodway UK. That's the good news. The bad news is there's only me. I mean, we say interview. I don't want to sound like I'm Piers Morgan, but hopefully just have a little chat about Jason's sort of history, background, what he's achieved, advice, etc. So really looking forward to this one. So let's get stuck in. So Jason. Louis. What are you up to now? What am I up to now? Um, last year or so, Louis, I've been, um, I've been very fortunate to have some time. I've spent more time with the family. Um, Today, trying to get a little bit fitter, 50 in a couple of weeks. Uh, it's hard to believe. Um, but, uh, I invested in a Peloton bike, which I've really loved through lockdown. Just, what's the difference between the Peloton one and the what bike? Is, are they two separate things? They're two separate bikes, and uh, that's quite a technical question. Uh, I suppose with the Peloton bike, you've got a, a video screen in front of you so you can join real classes. And that... It's more, it's, it's more inspirational, should I say. But more, is, is the what bike more... You're a cyclist? I think so, it's more for professional cyclists. Uh, and I'll probably get one of them. And the Peloton is more like... Um, for me. Because you can do the running on that one, can't you? No, there's a, uh, the Peloton bike, and they've got a uh, separate bit of kit, the um, Peloton running machine. That's just, I think that's been withdrawn from the market because uh, somebody got killed. I've seen that. And did you, did you get all that because you were conscious or just because you had the target? Like, I wanted to lose a bit of weight, Louis. But, but was any of it because... You've gone from 100 miles an hour to how shall I, not how shall you fill your time because I'm sure you had lots of thoughts and everything. But was any of it going? Was any of was any of the fitness regime that to fill time, or was it actually more of a? I think there was an element of that. I think when I finished with Woodway, I'd always kept reasonably fit, but I thought you know coming up to. 50, that I need to do, um, get fit by 50, as I call it. Yeah. And that was my aim. And um, and I think getting in the routine and having the habit of getting up every morning and yeah. doing some fitness, not every day, but maybe five or six times a week, really helps me. Yeah. Um, and it makes me a lot more motivated for the rest of the day. And um, so I've enjoyed it. And what, you know, when you, when you, I mean, we won't go in the order of all these questions, but we'll, we'll jump back into them. Okay. When, when you're finished, you know, like that, that last day of Woodway. Yes, yeah. Let's pretend that was the Friday. I can't remember. Was it? It might have been. Yeah. So you I, said some nice words, Lou. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. you. Thank you. It meant them all. On the Monday. Yeah. What What was, the, without being too dramatic, what was that feeling like when yeah. you? Do, you? do you know what? I thought it was going to be a lot different to what it was. Yeah. It In was, what sense? I think, you, like a lot of things in your life, you look forward to things, and they happen. Yeah. yeah. And you. It's not probably what you thought it would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even though I was looking forward to finishing, um, we've got the bet, you know, great team in place, and personally, hopefully, left the business in a, in a, in a good state. Yeah. Um, yeah. On, on the Monday, it, it, was, it was it was a strange feeling. It took yeah. quite a few weeks to get used yeah. to. Yeah. And that also to know where I was going to spend my time um, and what I was going to do. And did you have like a a plan? Did you have a Right, the first two weeks I'm going to put my feet up, or because I think you went away, didn't you, a, a week or two after? Yes, yeah, we spent quite a bit of time in New York, so I think we went out there with the family. Yeah. Um, I think, again, coming back to what you said earlier, played a bit more golf, badly. 
Looks like the golf's getting better that it's not. It has got better. Well, I'm not sure. Don't you think? It's still quite erratic. I think, yeah, but... Probably matches my personality. I didn't say it was good, I just said it got better. It got better. Like yours, really. Yeah. Um, spent time with the family, got involved more with the junior rugby club that I've been playing for for many years. Yeah. On the commercial side, which I enjoyed. Put it back in there. Um, and was that, again, a, a conscious decision? Like, you know what, I'm going to... Because you've done that for years, haven't yes, you? Yes, yeah, played rugby, yeah. Enjoyed rugby. Yeah. And you've coached for years? Coached, coached, yeah, men's and kids' rugby, but I think it got to a stage where I wanted to put something back. Yeah. I couldn't play anymore. So, yeah. and again, it's not putting a huge amount of time in down there, but doing something to yeah. put back into the club that had been very good to me over the years. Yeah. And also Callum, who's my son, who played there as well. Yeah. Um, school, you know, yes. yeah, how, how was it? Did you enjoy school? Didn't enjoy school, really. I was very distracted yeah I think all the reports is interesting kids got hold of um, some old reports a few months ago and they, they had a, took great delight in seeing some of the uh, comments from the teachers and didn't, didn't you I'm sure you know when, when you was leaving didn't your dad have some of the reports or he got, he got mentioned didn't it about your school reports or something on your yeah, leaving it wasn't particularly academic put it that way I was quite um, easily distracted yeah at times quite disruptive yeah um, and always they, they finished with a must try harder <laughs> So, and and did you feel that way? Did you feel like you? If I look back now, yeah, I was, it was horrendous. I, I, I was, yeah, I, it, I'd certainly give myself different advice. You know, looking back now, looking at my school. Uh, what what would you said to yourself? Just, just listen more. It's taken me years to try to become a better, better listener. Yeah. But would on that would you change what you did at school? Because you know, like where you are now. Yeah. And I know you quite where well, you're very humble with it, but you must be pleased the way you are. Oh, very pleased. So yeah. would you not? So no, no, no. I think it's shape, help shape yeah. the character I am today. Yeah. And I, I think the thing for me with school, though, if I look back and I look at my children, I mean, you know, I've got Carl's twenty-two, actually twenty, uh, Jody's seventeen. I th you know, I think I look back at school. I think there's things they should be teaching them at school. Yeah, like yeah, teaching, yeah. You know about. How to be more financially yeah, savvy, yeah. and how to you know about social media and wellness and yeah. all those things. The world's different now, though, isn't it? As well, I think there's um then you, then it was much more simpler, I think, and I think you're right. I think some of the um the curriculum now is not as relevant, is it? No, I totally agree. And then so finished school. Finished school, and I was. Um, actually went back to sixth form for about a day, realised actually <laughs> I think that was work for me. Yeah, a day more than me. Yeah, and then I went on to um, college to study uh, business studies. Um, and was that just, you know, like, was it college because you wanted to, or was it just because I weren't ready for work, or didn't know what I wanted to do, or? I think all those things. Yeah. I, I, I certainly wasn't ready for work, I didn't think, full time at that time. So, went to college in Northampton um, for three years in the end, and met some great people. Um, course I say business is more vocational yeah more focused around work yeah um, did that for three years and um, I enjoyed it yeah and was that the first time when you felt like from an educational point of view um oh, I'm, I'm enjoying I'm getting it I'm enjoying it I'm trying a bit more yeah I certainly try I think with, with cars and case studies it was it was uh, feast or famine you, you know a spell where actually you could take your foot off the gas and then, yeah yeah, case studies to do every every six seven weeks, and as long as you focused and and, and did those and, and yeah. worked hard, and you, we were fortunate to get in a good group where there was quite some 
clever people in that group. Yeah, yeah. Hard work and hard work. Yeah, that sort of thing. I've honestly got to mold myself onto those people. And that's where you started getting the, that sort of thing. But then, you know, like, and we'll get onto your skill sets later, but but before then, would you say, even though maybe school weren't, you know, you weren't loving it, was you still hungry, driven, determined, a go-getter, competitive? I I mean, again, if you look at sport, I started playing rugby when I was 14, 15, and it was sort of win at all costs, but you wanted to play for You know, I suppose I always had that dog in me to yeah. not, not be beaten. Yeah. And, and I suppose that carried across into the workplace as well. Yeah, definitely. So then college finishes? Yeah, 19. Um, and still, I suppose I was still unsure what I wanted to do. Um, my, my parents at the time had a, a small packaging company in Northampton. Um, again, no, that was Woodway. Yeah. My parents had formed many, many years previously, sort of a lifestyle business. Um, I approached him down and said, okay, I'd like to do something. He, he was very supportive and helped me set up a small business called PMJ Polythene. So we had a, and we used to spot all the markets and the yeah. shops, corner shops and market traders with uh, paper bags and carrier bags. Yeah. So we used to get up at six in the morning, go to different markets, we'd be Northampton, Leicester, Luton, Bedford and, and go around with the store. And you was literally just turning up saying, so, buy some bags. Turning up and just saying, yeah, buy some bags from me. Yeah, yeah. That was County Strike carrier bags. Yeah, yeah, that's what your parents' business. Yes. Was it so? It wasn't a case of you was always going to work in the business or anything like that. No, no, definitely. So we, we did PMJ Pod for about two years. Again, remember getting out the first day and probably um, you know, getting orders for hundred pounds. Then a few weeks later, going out daily and getting orders for five hundred and a thousand. It sort of to build up. So yeah. Built up a nice, nice business. I remember one of my first big customers, a, a company in Northampton called Briley's. They always used to buy. Um, End of line products and so oh, right. real famous shop in Northampton, and um, yeah. they are the first big customer and um, also f- first tricky customer in terms yeah, of yeah. negotiation. Yeah, yeah. Nineteen wet behind the ears, going in there and trying to um, they were quibbling over on trying to sell them a thousand carry bags for ten pound a thousand. They wanted them for nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was good. It was good fun. Good good education. Uh, did that for about two years, and then mum and dad's come. They had a couple of reps uh, working for them. They left and set up on their own. Yeah. And at the time, it, it was a big thing from a, from a dad, and, and he said, look, do you, do you want to come and um, join Woodway, um, can merge the business? That was at a time as well, my brother had left the army, uh, Martin, so he joined at the same time, and um, again, you know, we rallied round, we kept the business that we had, and we yeah. grew that into a, yeah. quite a nice company on a local level. Yeah, and you're and at this stage you're selling? You're... Just selling, purely selling, so yeah. Martin... Um, he got involved more, didn't, didn't enjoy the selling part of it, going out. Um, I did. Yeah. Kind of give him more freedom. Yeah. Um, and probably that was when I was early 20s. I used to go out and um, yeah, develop the relationships yeah. and sort of learn on the job, really. And then, so how, how long was that? How from, from there to becoming MD, owners of Woodway, what was that journey? So that's what, ten, just under 10 years? Over 10 years? Probably over 10 years. I think it's very much a lot of lifestyle business. I think the good thing, you know, you find a lot of family businesses, the second generation, usually the ones that destroy the business. Yeah, yeah. Because they probably work at it. It's not necessarily in the children, but, you know, one of my guys I respect the most is, is my dad, yeah. Norman, and um, he, he, he instilled both himself and Martin a, a, a big work ethic. Yeah. So... You know, I suppose that first 10 years was really learning the trade about making mm. lots of mistakes in mm. managing people or with customers and suppliers, learning from those and just, just sort of shaping 
hone in the skills really. Yeah. Um, I think parents get to an age where certainly my mother took a, a more of a back backward seat. She was always the the rock from her dad. I mean, they, they met. She was a pair girl from Denmark. You know, she joined the business and I mean, the rows they used to have when we used to get home, you know, about the business. But it, you know, they they worked together for many years. And, and which is hard to do, isn't it? Working with yeah, your family. Exactly yeah. that. Exactly that. So. Mother was taking a back seat. Um, Liz, um, the dad, was was being really supportive of himself. Martin, he could see that, that we could take the business on. And over a period of time, you know, he sort of took a backward seat. And it was probably when I was mid thirties that we um, had a discussion. Um, what would my dad have been at that time? It'd have been about sixty-five. Yeah. Was slightly older than me. We said, okay, we're gonna. We did a. Um, sort of management by hand yeah. brought the parents out yeah. and at that time both myself and Martin became joint MDs myself yeah. with more of a sales focus and him more internally looking uh, at the operations in the person and at that stage was it I want to take this business to where it got to or was this you know was there a plan as soon as you took over no, no I'd say no I'd, I'd say I think one of the things that we had something through in the post or I did so I think the, the, the caption was work on your business, not in your business. Mm. Um, and it was sort of a, a, a coaching group or, um, you know, one of these business groups you joined called Vistage. Oh, yeah. Time. yeah. So myself and Martin joined that. And um, that was probably a revelation for us about actually having a plan. Yeah. I think pretty much at the time we were just, you went into work, you know, you went out and you sold products. You, you, you provided good customer service, good prices. Um, but there was no overarching strategic plan to grow the business at that time. Yeah. But I think in joining Vistage, we were both in that probably um, for a year himself, Martin. It taught, you know, you, you're in groups with other business owners, mm. similar sizes, similar aspirations. And um, again, it, talk, it taught us a lot about probably put, put, talking about a vision for your business, a strategy. Yeah. Um, the importance of the people. Um, we already things we already knew. Yeah. But probably we were able to once we came back from that, articulate it and formalise it. In a, in a uh, and did that help? Like the jerk was was that was that like a light bulb moment to say we're going to make this bigger or whatever it became, or was that more a case of um, we we do know it, but this just this just helps us almost put it on paper and have a, have a how to get that to that plan. I think. That was one of the first pivotal things um, in, in how the business grew in terms of having a plan on paper. Yeah. And also, I think as you said earlier, when you're working with, with family members, actually what we needed to do is really define what our roles mm. were. Not mm. just myself and Martin, but also for the rest of really defining the job descriptions, and yeah. accountabilities for everybody and holding everybody accountable. Because before, there was a lot of crosswise and, and nobody knew who to go to to yeah. ask for what. And Got, yeah. Not that it was jockeying for positions, but... It was just clarity of the to, to make better decisions, having much better lines of communication. That helped us do that. Yeah. And I suppose it's a few few years later where. So sorry, so just I, before that, I was just going to say, so sixteen-ish years ago, whatever that is, um, what if you can remember what sort of size of business, how many people, roughly? I'd say we were anywhere at that time between maybe seven million. Yeah. Seven million in terms of people, maybe twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. 25, and this is um, warehouse people, drivers, sales, people. customer service, sales, Everybody. finance. Yes. Yeah, all in. Yeah, and we were fortunate that lots of the people that joined us, both my parents had the business, as, as myself and Martin took it on, stayed with us for many yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. 
and as, as you know, you know, we have people that would pull we pulled away over thirty years. Well, that, that was the fascinating thing. I remember when I when I joined, and I, and I was used to being in, in businesses where you had a couple of you know long term employees, but the majority in you know two, three to five years. Yeah. And I'm walking around like, how long have you been here, Karen? It's like 15 years. And all, and, and, and how long have you been here? And, and there's some real, Great. so committed as well, wasn't which, which was fantastic. But I also think, to, to a certain point, it, it was a bit of a problem for us where, as we grew, just because they were nice and good people, we probably mm. promoted people beyond their capabilities. Yeah. And we took them out, you know, we didn't necessarily have training in place to give them support they needed yeah if they were even capable at all of doing that job yeah, yeah. and they got probably judged on that rather than actually them working in a role where they could probably mm. have more value so mm. that, so yes we had people for a long time but we also made some big mistakes in promoting beyond capability and even look at myself Matt, whether at that time we had the capability to, yeah. to run a bigger business you mm. know we had to learn and learn quickly and then that journey then, where, where does that start? Where you start getting some momentum? How, how long and, and what would you say were the key things that were, you were getting right? We did what we said we were going to do. Yeah. I think whether that be internally or yeah. with, with suppliers, building relationships, um, you know, we, paying on time, you know, we can make sure we've got money in time, we can pay on time. Also um, with customers, you mm. know, really going out there mm. and, not trying to be all things to all people, but if we said we're going to do something, we did it. And, and if, if we made sorry, and if, if, we, and if we made a mistake, we put our hands up and say, "Well, we'll rectify yeah. it." And it's funny, isn't it? Because you say that, you say we're going to pay people on time. You say we're going to work close with suppliers. You say um, we're going to do what we say we're going to do to customers. Which you're, it's almost like basic stuff, isn't it? Very basic. But it was, but it was so. I think so many businesses miss that. But that was genuinely almost the first core, wasn't it? Just exactly be right. transparent, be honest, integrity and, and that sort of just, thing. Just be straight and sometimes yeah. people don't want to hear, you don't always get it right in your delivery, how you say it, but mm. as, long as, as long as it's coming from the right place with the best intentions, mm. that's, mm. that's all you can do. Yeah, no, I agree. So a few years on, Yes. what's the what's the business look like? What, how is it changing? I think another big turning point for us was when we did, um, we did uh, the BGF at Cranfield University, uh, Business Growth Programme, yeah. BGP. BGP. Um, that was myself, uh, Martin, and a, a guy called Mike Beresford, who, yeah. who had joined as operations director from a from DHL, large yeah. customer. Yeah. And I said, Mike, when we get to a certain so he could bring skills into our business that we never had. And, and we got to that stage, and he came across and mm. you know, brought a wealth of knowledge and experience in. Um, you, sorry, just to jump in there. I probably do this a lot. But when, so when you bring Mike in, yes. so Mike's from um, a, a big corporate world. Yes. Was there, was there any nervous that he's going to be coming to something that isn't that size? Or is it more a case of he knows what he's signing up for and I want him to take us to that level that he's learned? There was definitely nervousness on his part. Yeah. Because you know, we, were, we were two guys that were selling the vision. He's saying, OK, are these, are these guys credible? Are they, you know, are they going to deliver what, what they say? But he did his due diligence and um, the process took quite a long time. It was quite over a long period of time, um, and and then for us when Mike joined, you know, and the things that we, we expect him to, it was probably sl took s slower than what we thought it would take. Yeah. Some of the changes that we wanted, we unfortunately more more so myself and Martin, but I'm quite impatient. Mm. Want to get things done, want to get things yeah, done quickly. Yeah. And I used to think, oh yeah, we should have 
where else should have been totally reconfigured? Yeah. Anyway? I wish you were looking at a new warehouse. We, so, my, but s- slowly and I suppose over time, things started to change. And um, it's all, and we'll come back to Cranfield, but with um, Mike then. So was that? Did somebody come in and say you need to improve your operation? Was that something that you and Martin had identified? What was the reason for Mike? Um, there was another a gentleman that helped us out. And one of our first large customers was Panasonic. Yeah. And um, again, this was a few years previously. I remember competing against a low capacitor, and you'll know the guy, Barry Hancock, yeah. first class painter, yeah. and a real, you know, real good businessman, and did well in Northampton. But you know, we were both competing to win Panasonic. Fortunately, we 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 won over him one day and won Panasonic. And yeah. A guy called Simon Kay was the logistics director down there at the time. You know. Uh, and he, he was a big advocate, once we'd proven ourselves to him, he was a real big advocate in promoting us. Yeah. Uh, and also when we went to win other larger accounts, he'd be happy to endorse us. And, and Which is which is a, a big testament, isn't it? I mean, that gets a long way, doesn't it, when somebody's yes. saying, you know, the, yeah, these... These will deliver on what they say. Yeah, exactly that, yeah. Unfortunately, you know, that, that relationship grew over time. And I think the big thing, it was great having great relationships, and fortunately we had many of those relationships, but, you know, that became friends... But that was still based on good business practice. Yeah, yeah. So even you know you might have a go out of a beer with somebody mm. or a meal, mm. um, or we might even take him to, to watch the rugby. You know, on a Monday morning it was it was business again. Yeah, we knew that, and there was nothing different to that. Yeah, and you've got to, as much a relationship can be important, and all that phrase of people buy from people. You've got to deliver, haven't you? Of course you, you can't just exactly. Though. You get found out, and yeah, and I think that's one thing. I'd say whether, whether when we were. A, Three million pound business or a thirty million pound business. You, again, not having any arrogance, keeping your feet on the floor, yeah. making sure. You know, as I said, you need time. We sell, we, we sold brown boxes, sticky tape, and bubble wrap. We're not yeah. very exciting, yeah. But we did it well. Yeah, know? yeah. And and so then, as you as you're winning Panasonic, and and you're growing, Mike's coming in. Have you got a an ambition at this stage? So you probably probably late 30s Are you, have you got this ambition or this target to say this is what we're going to achieve this is how big we're going to be or this is what we're going to be known as for in the industry no not at that stage I think I think I think some of it was luck some of it was strategy when we, when we did the, um, the the course at Cranfield about growing the business we you know really had a deep dive into our business what we were good at yeah it, you know we, we were good at um relationships with third-party logistics companies yeah. and, and being preferred providers for their customers, offering a good service and a range of products. But also, I suppose, we're fortunate timing with with the um, increase in online shopping yeah. as well. Yeah. And we, again, built relationships and um, started to supply retailers mm. where they saw that, that migration from bricks and mortar, uh, people buying in, in shops, to going online. And as yeah. you've seen over the last two or three years, that's only yeah. continued. So we, we were probably... To a certain degree, at the right place at the right time, but we had to react to that and um, mm. and, and deliver a service. And, uh, and I think that, but I think that was massive. I, I I felt that when 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 I joined, and you had this, we've got a three PL team strategy, and an ecom stroke retail team and strategy. You identified that quickly, didn't you? At the, I felt at the time because that what eight nine ten years ago, yeah. still quite new. But also, given that's your question about what those defining moments were, I, I think for myself, I realised that we can't do everything, yeah. and realising we had, we need to get 
people that were smarter and better than we were in all the positions in the business. Yeah. Finance or operations or sales and people that were better at dealing with people, having a HR function, marketing. Um, yeah, that was, a, that was a real big focus for us. And was that because, I, I mean, that's all, for me, I think for you and for Martin, massive strengths of yours in the going, do you know what, let's get a team around us. Was any of that difficult in almost letting go because all of a sudden you could have somebody else see the customers that you've you've worked with for years etc i think in my nature is quite controlling anyway i think probably more so for myself than martin but over time you 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 see actually by by making those investments in people by giving them the autonomy to make mm. decisions lead their departments and seeing the success and the return from that it's a no-brainer yeah yeah you know you, you realize and i think you know we chat to somebody yesterday and you know, and, you know through, said to me a few years ago jason you can't sort the problem because you are the problem <laughs> you know and i was that blocker at many times you know that was the reason we yeah we we, we realized the importance of getting a team around us yeah yeah um <coughs> i mean we'll come back to a few bits but then so cranfield yeah and, and what do you feel that sort of help helped you get to what where do you feel that took you on to the next part of the journey I think it was, I'm not sure how many days at Cranfield, and we went back several times and we had to present to a board or a panel. Mm. Actually, after we sold the business a few years later, I was asked to go back and sit in the side of the panel, so that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. To actually do the similar thing that people had um, looked at our business and, and, and passed critique. Um, but we put a business plan, and I remember sitting there, several months and, and, and Mike, we presented it, uh, and some of the guys on the panel, just, they thought, we're just a bit too confident, not not cocky, but confident in what we were going to achieve. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, touch wood, we, we achieved it. Yeah. You know, and um, because of the plan we put in place and the markets that we were we were focusing on. When, if ever, did you feel you were getting it right? So, so if I can try and jump in before you answer, when seven, six, seven, eight years ago, and there's so much noise in the industry about what Woodway are doing, a real a real buzz I felt. Um, before I joined, when I, as, as I joined, did you feel like we're onto something here? This is going well. We're getting something right. We're making moves. I think we we celebrated success, yeah, but only for a few minutes, <laughs> and then it's like as you know, playing a game, football, or playing a game, rugby, or any sport, or doing anything. You know, you, you you're only as good as your last game, you're yeah. as good as your last salesman, you're only yeah. as good as your last order, mm. your last delivery. Um, and even now, you know, if this year, I don't, I, I'm always striving. I don't think you ever get it wrong. I think you're always improving. And as individuals, as in the business, in, in, in your personal life. And um, so I don't think, hopefully, part of maybe attraction of the business, we, 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 we get that humility, yeah. both with our people and suppliers and customers, that we never ever thought we were, we'd made it. And even when you, you get to stage, you know, we we had a great year. We smashed targets, or whatever we'd done. We you, you, okay, that's great. Now, what, what's next? Yeah, yeah, what's yeah. next? Yeah. You know, sometimes that's good, and sometimes maybe we didn't we, we didn't celebrate as, or, or even celebrate on behalf of the people as much as we mm, should have done. Mm. I think it's difficult to yeah yeah. I get your point on the maybe celebrate the success, but the flip side, we did celebrate achievements. I feel like you know the business if we'd had a good month, had a good year. Everyone was part of that, wasn't yeah, they? Yeah, of course they were. Of course they were. And everyone felt like, 
do you know what, we've had a good month, how do I know? Because we've we've had pizzas here, and we've had this, we've had this celebration, we've had a hog roast, we've had Jason tell us the numbers, that sort of thing, it, it, it definitely felt that way. Come back to what I spoke, spoke earlier, when I, you know, when I was dealing with people on the markets, and these guys, you know, I used to get out of the market at 7 o'clock in the morning, and you've got, i use an example, got called Arnold Haddon, lovely guy, Northampton, these are fruit and veg, and fruit and vegetables, Northampton Market, you know, they've been to the wholesale market by 2 o'clock, They'd set up the stall at four or five o'clock. All they get everything ready, and suddenly, excuse my French, pisses down with rain, and they still remained optimistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I suppose the, the, the point point I'm making is, it's you know, if you can deal with these sort of people, you know, you, you, you've got to make sure you deal with whether it's somebody in your warehouse or somebody that's coming in and clean the floors or in marketing. You know, people that work for you. It doesn't matter what they do; they're all important. Yeah. And the same with the, when you're dealing with customers. You know, we were fortunately, as you know, we dealt with some large blue chip companies and. You know, prestigious offices, but you know they're just people. You, know, <laughs> yeah. you can deal with people in ivory towers. You can deal with yeah. guys on the shop floor as yeah. well. So no, it's good. It's a good point. Um, and, and that's what one of the things I found almost fascinating was that how you know you, you sign that now and people might go, "Is that true?" But genuinely, like the you know the warehouse, we'd make sure if we was having a hog roast, we'd say the, good, the people on the late shift get them in early, let's do something because there was no way. Anyone was going to miss really, out, and, and I'm sure there's lots of people. That we, we got it wrong at times mm. as well. I think mm. that's a bigger thing. Is, is and sometimes it's hard to take when you know you know you make mistakes. Mm. You know we, we all do, um, and we we, we we did our best to create an environment that was, and I wouldn't say motivated, but but again where people um, could buy into the, the core values of the business. Yeah. It always makes me laugh when I think of that. Are you, do you remember the year we do you remember the year when we forgot the um, Easter eggs? And it was all hell broke loose because everyone used to get an Easter egg and got to sort of like the Thursday before Good Friday and people going, where the hell's your Easter eggs? And it's funny, isn't it? Did we go and get some? I'd have thought Mike wouldn't would have had to go and get some. Um, one of the things as well I wanted to talk about was technical. So um, in the industry now, there's lots of uh, businesses that have a technical department. They call it technical department yeah, or, yeah. Or, or whatever. Um, Woodway, and still to this day, it's, it's fair to say, got a fantastic technical team. Yes, Woodway would buy it, I mean, 11 years this year. So, 11 years ago, what was it that you saw that, because no one, ha I didn't even know that these things existed. No, where Not, not with, with our competitors. And I, I can't say there's a defined amount that we said, okay, we need a technical team. It certainly wasn't a team that time. We said we need potentially a technical person that could support our sales team. Yeah. Um, and I suppose it, it was from small acorns that, again, we, we, we were looked in the marketplace and you know, we were fortunate to, as, as you know, we we, um, we employed Ian Harrison, who'd worked in the industry. Great guy, you know, worked incredibly well, could get on the shop floor, could build relationships. Yeah. Um, but new new packaging. Yeah. And um, he came in and helped us, you know, start to develop that, that department. Yeah. Because I think that become a real USP, and I suppose for anyone listening who, who doesn't know what it is, it was ultimately taking the customer's challenges yeah. or the way they're working um, and either taking that challenge away or making them more efficient in, in, uh, yeah, no, and design and things like that in between. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think with customers, they're always mistrusting the salespeople, as, as, as <laughs> I went out, if I'm honest with you. There's always, a, always an angle in many, many instances. So I think what we want to do is, is have that conduit in the middle that yeah. come with that interface between us, say, the sales team and the, their business in looking at what they're their pain points were, and as you said, whether it be about enhancing the brand, making their um, 
packing stations more efficient. Yeah. Looking at how their products are protected in um, in transit. You know, now with sustainability, environment, making sure the products are aligned with their sustainability yeah. ethos or or, or, or goals, etc. And that's what we did at that time as a business. And um, fortunately, you know, it, it really did add value in what we were doing. And as you say, eleven years down. Down, down the line, and we're, I think there's nine in that team. Now. Yeah, yeah. And does it now others have tried to catch up, maybe have caught up, copied, imitated, whatever we want to say? Did it ever cross your mind? Ever you ever think well, that you know we were the first distributor to introduce that? I think yes, we were the first, but like I think people catch up quickly. Yeah, I'd say with some of the investments some of our competitors have, have done, they're, they're, they're doing it maybe better. Yeah. Um, and I kind of you can't be complacent. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then also maybe where we didn't get it quite right that we didn't because we had that department, we probably didn't work as closely with some of our suppliers <laughs> that maybe we could have done mm. to come up with solutions that they had and they could have supported us. Yeah. So I think it was it was certainly a, a massive positive in the early days, but whether that Type of will be the same because things are changing so much sure, in the packaging industry. Yeah, it really evolves. Rocket of growth, and it re- it really was. Growing pains are almost inevitable when you go in. You know, when you put in in a packaging distributor, yes. and you put in millions on, and you've got one site, you've got yes. one team. What what were the growing pains like, and what challenges did did growth bring? The biggest, I suppose, the biggest challenge was around the people that we had to recruit faster than we would have liked yeah. to make sure they were suitable for the job. You know, as, you know, the now is make, make sure you, you do your very best to due diligence on, on people and make sure they're the right fit culturally for the organisation. Yeah. And I think in that growth, and we, we grew very quickly over probably four or five years, mm. is that we didn't have the time necessarily always to make the right choices yeah and because of that not that we had a high churn but we had a higher churn than we'd had previously mm, mm. and when your business is not used to that yeah it it hurts you, first you don't want to let you, you don't you know when you enter into a relationship you want it to work on both sides mm, mm. and when it's different it's difficult for both sides yeah well. yeah because i mean I'm, I'm just thinking you can go back seven years and there was like probably 37 38 people yes yeah. to what, probably four years ago, ninety odd. Yes. Yeah. You know, to you know, in three years, three four years, to bring in fifty odd people or something, it's a lot of change. It, it's going to cause a lot of change, well, of isn't it? Of course it is. But, but again, we we're, we're fortunate that the, the leadership team we had mm. in place, yourself included, mm. and, you know, the likes of Mike and and, and Andy. Yeah. Um, you know, these guys and and, and, and Neil. You know, and, you know, Claire in procurement. You know, they're good people. They yeah. did their best to, to look after their teams. Mm. Didn't always get it right. And, um, you know, we pulled together and, you know, in, in most instances, we, we were successful. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and on that, would you say there's any sort of defining moment, life or career, um, that's helped shape your character your and everything that goes with it, if you like, and all, and all this journey you've been on? Well, as you know, I'm not, I'm not blessed with good looks. Obviously, you've got ginger hair and 
We haven't filmed this, so... No, yeah. that's, that's good. I'm pleased play, you have, and I'm sure that <laughs> if, if there's any listeners, they'll be pleased as well. But um, I remember school, I was bullied at school for a couple of years because, of, you know, and, um, I remember actually... You know, this is going to be a bit emotional, isn't no, it? No, you know? no, I'm not about the tears, though, thank you very much. <laughs> but uh, I don't want to colour anything from you either. Um, I remember, you know, fighting back, and it, it really changed my character that I was not going to be pushed around. Yeah. And sometimes you have to dig, dig in deep and, and, it, and, and, and I can vividly remember the time now and um, it, it changed me just yeah. during my teenage years um, that I would never never take a backward step really yeah. even though I had to sometimes but yeah. then you go forward again you, you realise what you have to do to so that was that was a probably a defining moment at school for me um, I'm thinking in my career I mean again have a look at uh, people that I've really looked up to but Dan's incredibly you know Love him dearly. Um, he gave lots of opportunities, as, as my mum Liz. But you know, he had a, a fantastic work ethic which he instilled in us. Yeah. Um, and there was many times, um, you know, I, I think actually I was at college, and I probably give him a bit too. No, I, I mean, whether I can say it on, on this, but I, I will. Do, I we can delete it. We can delete it. I mean, it was one Christmas actually, and um, I remember I'd been out late one night, and got in early in the morning, and quite, you know, I was very noisy. He, he I remember he. he Clipped me around the ear roll, which I thoroughly deserved. Yeah, yeah. He didn't realise he perforated my eardrum. <laughs> so there I am down, um, I think it's on Christmas Day, down casualty. And, uh, <laughs> the point is, I'll bring it up to him now, but God, I deserved it. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I think now, sometimes, there's certain things that happen in life that bloody hell. Yeah, yeah, cute you with the Stratton yeah. Harry like. um Yeah, it's only a defining moment, I think, as a, as a in later. Not really. I think there's lots of so many moments that happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think what's been interesting for me since I've had more time I think I joined a, a business club in London called Target 21 yeah and you sit in a, a the, the, the sort of global bit uh, global group you sit in a, a room with I'd say successful business people yeah and again you think some of these guys have all the answers or they've got the magic formula yeah and what you find is they've got similar insecurities similar challenges both yeah. personally on a business front and um, it was reassuring yeah and actually you look at yourself and how you've done things that's Actually, you, you, we were we were as a business getting it right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, that's yeah. been quite humbling, but it's been it, yeah, that's been good. And I've met some really good people that, in the last couple of years that have also been mentors that have yeah. helped helped me. Yeah. You know, and, and on that, have you got or had mentors and coaches? And what what are your thoughts on them? Again, I'm quite mistrusting. I think you need to go and find your own. Yeah. People that you respect and. People that don't necessarily, lots of people that will talk talk. Yeah. But for me, it's finding somebody that's actually been there and done it as well and been successful. And that might be in sport or in life coaching or in a work environment. Mm. Who's, who's also has had setbacks where the businesses haven't necessarily always been successful, but have failures as well. Yeah, yeah. And learning from that. Yeah. Um, but I've been fortunate. You know, through work and through sports or what have you, to meet lots of people, and you can learn from everybody. Yeah, yeah. You know, this I love now as I'm getting older, and I'm not been a big reader, but read when I'm on holiday. But I listen to a lot of audio books, self development, and I love doing that. And, and you've done that for a while, what, you know, last few years. Yes. So what? What's the because. You could look at it and I could go right. Well, you you've had a business. Yeah. You've been you know my my mind really successful. How come you're not going? I don't need to learn anymore. I've done. I've done. I've done it. Yeah, I can't ask that question because I just I love you know getting better. Yeah. 
and would have made mistakes thinking, okay, how, how could I have done that differently? I'm sure there's many instances in my war I can tell you where I could have done things differently and my kids. But, to be honest, we, we've only got so many uh, hours on there. <laughs> how many hours have we got? But, um, yeah, I, 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 I come back to when, actually, Mike, when he joined us, I went into his office, he worked for a large 3PL company. I remember looking behind his desk and he had um, shelves of, of self-development books. Yeah. And, and that was a bit of a catalyst, you know, after, and that, that was many, many years ago. Um, yeah, since then, I've Again, I do, do read some books, but it's more audio books. Yeah, listen to them. And I think now with podcasts or whatever it is, and it's interesting to see information so much more accessible. Any any ones that you think, that's stuck in my mind, that podcast or that book or... Yeah. See it from Good to Great, from Jim Collins, you know, yeah. Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. There's, you know, I mentioned you earlier, there's 10x on, on yeah. Grant. Yeah. Not necessarily that I like the person, but some of the methodology, yeah, yeah. I just get stuff done and do stuff. I think sometimes, and myself included, you, you worry about sometimes what people think or mm. that you're going to make mistakes, but, you know, people are wrapped up in their own worlds. Yeah, that's true. You know, so you just, just get stuff done. Back to Woodway. Yeah. Was there any moment where something big's happening, I mean, big positive, and you've gone, this is big, you know, like, it's almost that moment where you sort of, half of you's going, yes, the other half's going, shit, how are we going to do that? I don't think we have ever had that eureka moment. I think this is, you know, the compound effect. Yeah. Small things happened and then started to snowball and, and escalate. And so you never realised actually that was that big moment. We were just, we just fortunate to have lots of people that had the can-do attitude. And it's always nice for me, you know, you had lots of feedback when people just come to our reception and, oh, God, you know, you had three people come, you know, that said, Jack, come see me. And mm. so three people come, every one of them said, are you okay? Do you want a cup of tea? Or, you know, and... and it, it, that was nice to hear. Yeah. And it wasn't forced, these people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. In the makeup and the, the DNA of the business. No, it's absolutely true, and it comes from the top, doesn't it? You join the business four or five million. You're, you're taking over seven ish. Yes. To a point of where you're selling, you know, touching 40. Yes. Did that sink in at the time? Even now, do you look back and go, you know, that was. How did it happen? <laughs> We had good advisors, good accountants. We had good people internally, financially, yeah. that managed and cash is king, isn't it? And turnovers, vanity, profit, sanity. You know, we were, we were a profitable business, albeit we, we looked after the money. You know, yeah, made yeah. sure we were paid on time, we were getting the money in on time. Um, had good relationships with the, with the banks, etc. I think if we spent too much time thinking about you know how much money was owed or how much money we'd owed, you know, a lot more sleepless nights. But we did we just got on with it, um, and we just became more efficient as a business as as we grew. And I think defining moment, I suppose, one of them was uh, 2008 with the, with the recession. Um, and we had to make some changes. We didn't get anybody to go, but we had to reduce people's wages. Yeah. But soon after the recession finished, um, when we got to a, a position where we could, we could afford it, we they got all that money back as well. Yeah. But I think... Well, it's incredible. A... Sorry to jump in, but I feel like, I mean, that's only, what, 13 years ago or whatever... But almost a lot of business now would just be let's get rid of five or six, and if we end up getting five or six more back in in three years, it'd have been done, wouldn't it? I think. I think, I think our mindset was, if you think about it, we, as a business, you look at the packaging industry; it's vast. Yeah. We only had a fraction of the business that was out there. Yeah. So, we just had to up our um, our effort levels, yeah, and our focus, and go and win more business. Yeah. Not, yeah, yeah, we had to manage our costs more robustly. Yeah, I think if we'd have done that before the recession. We'd probably been a better business in advance of the recession. But 
it really was a development in helping us probably become a better business in difficult times. Yeah, yeah. I think what we did prove over the years, and there were certain things that happened where we all had to come together as a family or as a leadership team, is having people around you that were willing to roll the sleeves up and get, get, get their hands in. dirty yeah. and get stuck in and, mm. and do what they said or they asked their teams to do. And we were very fortunate that over the years we, we had those people. If you, if you look at a lot of businesses now, Toyton, one of them, um, there's lots of packaging businesses that probably sit around a few million, five, six, seven million. Wh which, if any, do you feel was the hardest jump if you're going almost in five to 10, 10 to 15? Which was would be the hardest? And what almost advice would you give to someone to say, if you want to double your size, what what would you do? I know it's probably a lot of questions in one. Yeah, it's like, it's like, <laughs> um, I'd say I have a vision where you want to achieve. What what? Have a vision, go and stand at that vision, look back and say, okay, what do we need to put in place and have a plan? So that's a financial plan um, with regards to the numbers and cash flow, working capital, etc. But also then, you know, your, your, your USPs, why are you different? Yeah, you know, yeah customers. And, mm. and there's going to be lots of times when you deviate from that plan, mm. but having that plan and that vision in mind. And if I look back at, and you remember, you know, we used to have the vision up in Woodway uh, and, and the core values that they weren't in my opinion, just written on a piece of paper. Yeah. Everybody had an input, and if I look back from where we were, as you said, at 7 million to where we grew the business to nearly 40, uh, and then drew reference to the vision and the mission, you know, we did live and breathe um, the things we spoke about, and that was on and above just having a financial target. Mm -hmm. So I think it's having that plan in place, the vision, you know, understanding what your core values are, realising that you're going to deviate from the plan, and it, sometimes you have to tear the plan up because things have happened outside your control. Yeah. Based on that, what do you think stops some business? You know, there's lots we know of that have been in the industry for a long time, and maybe it's their choice to be that yeah, size. Which is not wrong. Which yeah. is not wrong. But those ones that are trying to grow, what do you think stops them? For us, it was, again, you only know what you know, and it's just that hunger for knowledge. Mm. And there's probably lots of instances where... You, that, Actually, you didn't. You could have been having a conversation with somebody on a train going to London, or going to a breakfast meeting, or you know, you don't know who you're going to bump into. You don't know what information, what conversation you're going to hear that could be that piece of information that it's just been open to change as well. And, and, and I think for us as a business, with my father, you know, we were very fortunate that he gave us the, uh, a springboard and instilled the right work ethic. Yeah. Even though we were a small business at that time that would help us as we got bigger, as long as we conducted ourselves in the right way. And on that conduct yourself the right way, what you're, and always have been incredibly humble, why is that, you know, if I was to say to you all, you know, nice jeans, or something, you'd be like, shut up, yeah, yeah, whatever type thing, you know, what's the reason, you know, is there a, is that just you, is that just, is it conscious? I think what I'm fortunate, if I look, look back, whether it be sports or, you know, I've got, probably like yourself, you know, I've mm. got friends now, 50 this year, got a, for a function in a couple of weeks. I look back at people. I'd like an invite, please. Yeah. Stay off the dance floor. Yeah. I've seen your moves. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I've, I've got people there that, you know, I went to college with, rugby guys, mm. you know, of different backgrounds. They do different things. Um, never, never, never forgot the roots here. And I think the same work, you know, we've had people, well, it's a long, long time, and some of them will be there on, on that day. But, um, just try and keep that humility. Yeah. So whatever level of success people have achieved, they just 
people at the end. No matter how much money you've got or how much success, it's just being... And, and also trying to, you know, I've got three children again, I want to try and instill that in them as well. Yeah, which they don't have, think, haven't they? They don't think you're better than you are. Yeah, you know, because yeah. there's always somebody who's got more, wants more, you know, and, and who cares? It's I'm spoiling because you're on about the kids and they're, and they're incredibly down-to-earth, aren't they? And, all that sort of, and, and Callum, I mean, I, I don't know if we can keep it on here, but... He, he was. He, you spoke to him earlier, didn't you? And his word, what was his words of wisdom to you when you said you're doing a podcast, podcast today? And, uh, can't just, yeah, don't be a fan. Of it. I, mean, I don't even keep that on here, really. But it's, um, yeah, yeah, but even it's, if we don't, it's funny, isn't it? It's funny though. No. And, and what I would say as well, you know, and we've, you know, I've spoken to you about it a number of times. Is it's just grant those memories. So yeah, you know, unfortunately, I look back with my parents or children now and work colleagues, you know, whether we'd be doing. Lance and John Gross with Mike on bike a few years ago, or walking up doing the three peaks. Lou, you didn't do the three peaks. Oh, I think I was. I think I was away, wasn't I? We, we away. Yeah, that yeah, time. I was away. Yeah. But you know, we we did lots of things at Woodway, and there were some small and some bigger bigger events, and it was good fun. And yeah. You know, we did the the, the, the triathlon over at Peace. Did you do that, Lou? Did you know? I was I was away. <laughs> you away a lot of these. Um... I love my holidays. <laughs> you yeah, see, what my time. I do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you look back and and not. You know, I'm one not for looking back too much and regretting or anything. Anything you would have changed, anything you look back on the the Woodway journey and say you would have would have changed, or is there anything you would have said to your younger self today? And I'll say younger. I mean, while you're in that business, that might have changed anything or influenced anything. Being a better listener, mm. I think. Sorry, was that? No go. I see, I see you're, you're incredibly funny. Thank you, you, thank you. Thank you. No, but, but again, you're an example. You're incredibly good with people. You're a great listener. And, and, and I'm not. I'm, what was it somebody said once? You know, Jason, you're listening away and to talk. And it's, it's a good point. And, and it's taken me years. And I'm not good at it now. And I know that. Um, because my mind's always racing. Like oh, lots something of ideas, and yeah. I'm, You know, I'm thinking, no, definitely not the right thing. I'm thinking three or four things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I've learned from you is, and you spoke about you it before. One thing, <laughs> That's one of the things. Is, is like um, healthy, like a healthy paranoia, isn't it? Yes. You've always been thinking, what if that happens? What you know, like you say, try and think as far ahead as you can. Yeah. I mean, people look at the word paranoia and, and things are bad. But I think, yeah, I mean, too much paranoia is bad. But I, but I think in a work environment, you've, you've got to be. Whether it be about yourself and, and developing mm. and, and whether you got things right or you didn't. Um, you know, people, human nature, they're looking after themselves. And you, mm. It's, okay, is that person, they happy? Are they not happy? Are they, have they recognised somebody, you know, who's not, doesn't seem to be themselves and, and, and challenge them on it and talking. And, 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 and with customers, you know, we were fortunate to have some great customers, but they've got, the, the people that bought from us, they've got a job of work to do as well. It doesn't necessarily mean that Woodway we're always going to be their supplier. And I think that was a, that's a big challenge. You know, sometimes we, we, we were forced not to lose many customers, but when we did, got it hurt, things personally. It, you know, I'm sure, you know, it's great to see, you know, you've started Titan, mm. Self and Anna, Anna and what have you, and um, it's, it's keeping that healthy sense of paranoia. Yeah. And sometimes, and people, you know, I'm sure, you know, if you guys, you know, send a message at Woodway, and they used to come back to me and think, bloody hell, what have I done? I'm upset <laughs> Yeah, they've got other things going on. Yeah, they're busy yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're trying to sell boxes and sticky tape. You know, it's not. You know, it's not top of their agenda. Something that we're learning. You, you're you live in your bubble. That's packaging, and you can't believe somebody's not ringing you exactly. back about your boxes because they're doing something else. Just on, just on that point, I mean, it was fascinating for me when I joined Woodway. In previous business I've been in, 
successful ones, but it was you'd lose some at the bottom, you'd add some on the top. As long as the bit at the top was a bit more than the bottom, we were fine. Woodway, it was absolutely not that, was it? I mean, to lose an order was a disaster, but a customer was unheard of. You know, it just you know, you, we, everyone would do everything. It, be, it became hard as we got large, uh, but I think the fortunate thing was it, it wasn't just based on one relationship, even though there might have been a perception that it was. You know, so again, I might have a relationship with a, a person in a senior position within a, a retailer, but mm. we held so many more relationships un, under that, you know, whether it be in procurement, in operations, yeah. with the delivery drivers, in accounts, mm. uh, in technical. Yeah. You know, there were so many positive things going on, and it wasn't the success of looking after the customer matter. It wasn't down to any one individual. It was it was all of us. It was the team. Um, and, and, and that, as we got bigger, actually, instead of working on the business, not in it, we were able to, as a leadership team, I think, rely on our teams to do the day job mm. so we could be more strategic mm. in terms mm. of what the what we were going to do while we were going. Which massively helped, didn't it? I mean, I think I've seen that more and more from when I started as well, the stuff you was able to get stuck into yes, yeah. towards the end because it was much more the strategy, wasn't it? It, it, it was, but and sometimes you'd sit there and think, God, did I really add value or do so much there? But then, then you look back and it helped having yeah. that headspace to, mm. to think about, okay, what, what, where are we going and yeah. what do we need to put in place to get there? So, business is sold four and a half years ago? To, to end, a co- end, of, end of June, that's right. So, to a corporate business, yes, um, yeah. if you look at, and this isn't Bunzel or Woodway, but if you look at um, an SME business yes. versus a corporate business, if you like, yes. your opinion, what do you think the, the difference is? Well, firstly, Bunzel, they're, they're, they're good people. They're a very successful yeah. FTSE 100. Company. I think the challenge as they buy businesses, and I'm sure Woodway, they're buying businesses that are quite entrepreneurial. Yeah. And even with best intentions, it's difficult for a business, an SME, to go into a big corporate business and align itself to the governance that needs. You know, not that it's wrong; it's just different and hard. I also think, as well, if I'm honest with you, there's more there's more politics that goes on in, yeah, in a corporate, corporate business, yeah. um, and, um, and and that for me was was yeah. tough. And, and it's certainly, I think you get institutionalised in your own certain environment. And ours was an entrepreneurial sort of business where um, we'd, we'd grown, been reasonably successful. And for me personally, it was it was too much of a culture shock. Very clever smart people that, that run that business but it, it wasn't for me yeah i mean for, i suppose it's that entrepreneurial and and there was a lot there was lots of autonomy wasn't there in woodway yes and yeah. i guess some of that has yeah. it has to the right reasons yeah, change, has yeah. to change isn't it because and, and, yeah, it's, it's just a different different yeah. environment completely there, completely. And, um, unfortunately you know with woodway four and a half years ago they've been incredibly successful since then and you know Again, with, with unfortunately with the, with the pandemic and you know the forcing with the migration to online shopping, you know I, I still believe now that Bunz you know made a good decision in, in buying Woodway when they did. Oh yeah, great great business. So the industry, yes, I know you've been out of it for a little while. Quite a while. How do you think it's changed in in that you know whether it be ten years, twenty years from from being on their market stores to when you were finishing? I suppose the, the expectations of the customer 
And this isn't the customers we sold packaging to, it's probably their customers. The and the speed of delivery of a solution. You only got to take Amazon, for example, yeah. you know, for the one click and same day delivery, delivery within an hour. Just things are a lot, lot quicker now, a lot more fluid. And, you know, for, if I look at you guys in, in Titan, and, you know, love some of the stuff you're doing around um, social media and developing the brand and mm. I'm sure being successful and building some new relationships. It's, it's just cutting out the bullshit, no, no politics, and, and just delivering on your promises, really, and taking the noise away. And I think the challenge, whether it be Titan or Woodway or Bunzel or other packaging companies, you know, is a supply chain at the moment. It's, it's, it's really challenging because of the, the rise of online. You know, lots of the corrugated companies and, and, the, and the polythene manufacturers, they're full capacity. Yeah, and lead times have gone, you know, it's really from four weeks to four months. Yeah. It's just unheard of. Yeah, yeah. Do you like keeping in touch with the industry now? Do you, do you... I, there was a time when I didn't. And I suppose more so recently, where you know, in conversation with with with, with people and, and companies to deal with, um, and you know what you know. The next ten years for you, you know, what do you see yourself getting into doing? I, know, I mean, it's like an interview, isn't it? Yeah, yes. What do you see? What do you see yourself in ten years? Do you want more, John? Well, I, I, no. I haven't got a CV. So I'll give you a CV. Um, what do I see myself doing? Doing something, doing something, and adding value, whatever that may be, adding value what I'm doing, but potentially working with people that, that I like working with. Um, but, you know, I've not made decisions, and I'm sure over the next few months, few years, you know, something will, will come up. But it's, you know, I'm, t I'm too young. Um, I've had, I've had a, I've been fortunate to have a little bit of time off to, to really prioritise what priorities are. Mm. You know, I've said to you, you know, whether it be about health, family, and then having some kind of purpose. I suppose at the moment for me it's finding what that purpose is. On that, what's the um, you know the last four and a half years? Well, the, la the since you've left, I suppose Woodway, yes. what have you sort of learned, and what was your plan? What was you looking to? Uh, you think when you, you reach a stage in your life, you can have all the answers, and you don't have more questions. Mm -hmm. But what I have learned the last two years again is just trying to get that balance, and the balance is without your health then you can't provide for your, your families and even for yourself in terms mm. of what you want to achieve so remaining healthy and fit and trying to eat better and um, not have too much to drink you know, when you're going yeah. out with, a, with, <laughs> with your friends etc keeping keeping fit um, you know for me unfortunately I have three healthy children they have my wife and you know so having, creating memories for them yeah you know, unfortunately, you know, with, with COVID, it's been it's, it's been harder but actually saying that you know they were living with us with, yeah. their, with their boyfriends and girlfriends and it, yeah, it's been fun. Been fun at times, and, and I know I'm saying that at a time where other families have struggled. And yeah. then, and then the balance of that purpose. Yeah. You know, having something you can when you get up in the morning, you've got a purpose and something to do. I think that was one of the on that as well. I remember when you were finishing at Woodway, and I said yeah. to you, you know, what are the advice? And you said it's funny that you know when you're in it, you think the more you're working and the more hours you're spending doing work, you're better you are. You get more achieved. But you said. Actually, looking back, a lot of the time was when you were having other things to, you know, you was you was exercising the most. Yes, yeah. You had stuff to look forward to, holidays. Yeah, I'd say that year we we went through the sales process um, was probably the busiest year Woodway I've ever experienced. Mm. Again, I said earlier we had a great team in place, you know, to deliver against that. But I was training for Lands and John Gross did with with Mike. He won't mention that he left me going over Shat Valley to Scotland. You never mentioned that much. No, 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 I can stay on. <laughs> Upset me, I was in tears that day. 
Um, and he can also tell me I'm sleeping two man tents, not not with him, but on the other. Well, I think there's a bit of a conflict of stories. I'm sure I've heard these tents were shared, but anyway. No, I'm not sure, you know, well, unless somebody crept in in the middle of the night, it's a bit of a worry. Um, and, but that year was the busiest year we've ever had. Yeah. And, but also, I was doing lots of things um, personally. Yeah. And it, I seemed to have time to do. Yeah. So I think, you know, when people make excuses, I haven't got time. I think they've got to look at what they're doing. Yeah. And they're making sure they're do, busy doing the right things. Mm. And, and one thing I've always done is, you know what, know what I'm doing tomorrow, I've got some jobs to do around the house, or Monday, you know, having objectives and having, you know, a clear plan. Yeah. Do you still have that, you know, you go into your office at home or, or you, you know, you have a, a you plan on your, in a diary on your phone or something? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Just to do. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I do a lot of the lists. Yeah, and get all so that I'm sort of stuff. Wives discuss, but yeah, I do, I do like to have a list of things to do. Brilliant. And, and, and if you had any advice for us doing to, starting at Titan, what would you, what would you say? As a, as a start-up in, in this industry that you know so well, what would you say? We, we need to... D deliver on your promises, just work hard and work together. You, you create, you, you're getting a good team around you and you, you haven't got all the answers, nor they. Yeah. But, and, and again, you're in an environment where there's so many, so many opportunities. So, you know, I wish, wish you all the, all the best and I'm sure you'll be incredibly successful and, um, you know, create to bring a team in that's going to yeah. help you deliver against your plan. That's the plan. Right, Jason, I think I've probably grilled you enough. So I think that's the end of episode three. Thank you so much for coming in. I've really enjoyed that. Really appreciate you taking the time to, to come over. It's been great to see you. So keep in touch. And um, for everybody who's listening, thanks very much. Catch up with you all soon. Good. How was that? That's it, done. Yeah. You press stop. I can press stop now. Hold on.